Welcome back to another Expand podcast with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, I am going to be reading a chapter out of my very first book. It's not released yet, but it will be released, and I'm planning on a release for April of 2021. So this coming April, I'm very excited about it. I'm not totally set on the title of the book yet, so I'm not going to mention the working titles, but I do want to describe the book as an overview of all of the stages of awakening that we go through as a human being on this planet. Now, for a lot of you, this book is going to be fairly basic information, information that you already know because you've already been through it, but the book also progresses in complexity as you go through it. So although it starts off with chapters like anxiety, depression, symptoms, living life on autopilot, it moves into more progressive topics like aliens and your soul mission and even quantum physics. So it's a pretty good overview of everything that you can really expect to go through in your own awakening. And what's really cool about this book is it's going to be a really great reference for the rest of the world and the rest of the population who has not woken up yet. So today's podcast is all about the chapter in my book that's called Living Life on Autopilot. And I'm just going to read it verbatim. I'll try not to make too many comments on it, just to make it as clear as possible. So here goes nothing. Living Life on Autopilot. Through my observations, I would say that a solid 90% of the human population is living their life in this autopilot mode. This basically means that you are living your day-to-day choices and making decisions without awareness. You should understand this mode because you have been there once before. I can confidently say that you have broken through your own programming to liberate through this phase. I say this confidently because you are reading this book. Yes, we all still have old mechanisms and programmings that come back to us, especially when put into fearful situations. But for the most part, you are questioning and willing to change. Yes, that good old six-letter word. And yes, I actually had to count the letters for that sentence. I wouldn't be surprised if most of your friends and family are still in this autopilot mode. This is basically a phase of being a human. A long phase where we just allow life to happen to us. We are just acting and reacting with no real conscious thought behind each action. In this phase, we are motivated by our prefrontal cortex that good old fight-or-flight mechanism that will constantly propel you into fear-based decisions. Now, by saying fear-based, I'm not talking about the fear that you feel when you come across a spider. I'm talking about a deeper fear of judgment, persecution, fear of lack, fear of disappointment, or even a fear of success. These deeper fears hold us back from wanting to make new decisions in life. This is because the biggest fear that all humans face, the ultimate fear that has been embedded within our DNA, 
is the fear of the unknown. Even if your life is super shitty, on autopilot you will continue to make choices that perpetuate those shitty results for fear of an even worse result. We are constantly in a state of survival, of protection, ultimately propelling us into self-sabotaging behaviors. Now, I don't blame society for this. I blame the system. In every stage of humanity's evolution, we have been taught that we are not safe. In every stage of childhood, we have been taught that we are not good enough that in order to be good enough, we must conform. And those humans who conform the most in society are also rewarded the most. The doctors, the lawyers, the lobbyists of society are the ones who have gone through the most amount of indoctrination or education, as the government likes to put it. The biggest proponent of autopilot The thing that feeds it the most is the concept of denial, constantly validating and reminding yourself that you are happy is the biggest reason why the majority of society refuses to change. Why change? I'm happy. No, really. Really, I'm happy. No, really. I'm happy. Denial isn't just a river in Egypt. It's something that all of us go through on our quest for truth. Before you even get to the point where you're questioning your own happiness, you are constantly convincing yourself that you are happy. I'm good. No, really, I'm good. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Even the simplest humans on the planet have been starved of the truth. And now... Although there are many, many truths out there, the main one I want to talk to you about is the fact that we are not just simple humans living on this rock floating in space. We are highly connected, vastly intelligent souls who have been traveling through the universe, living life after life, gaining access to an infinite amount of information. If the government, and I say this because people tend to trust the government, came out and told everyone that we are actually souls, existing in human flesh suits, people would actually start waking up and questioning everything in their existence. What is a soul? What is it capable of? Where has my soul been before? Where does my soul go after death? Does the soul keep living? Does the soul hold information? And if the soul holds information, are we able to access that information? When we deny 50% of our current state of existence, it will lead us into a life of distraction. Deep down, each of us is aware of the truth that we are greater than just what we have been led to believe. We distract ourselves with relationships, jobs, money, stress, drugs, 
alcohol, social media scrolling, shopping on Amazon, unnecessary drama, and so on and so on. We try to overconsume the physical world because we are scared that our life doesn't have meaning. If we are only looking at the physical world, then our life truly doesn't have much meaning. And fuck, that's depressing. But the world doesn't teach us differently. Typically in human history, when we do actually begin to question things, it leads us down the rabbit hole of religion, of praising a middle-aged white man chilling in the sky, waiting to smite us for our sins. What the fuck? Religion, especially monotheistic religions, the ones that only believe in one god, are especially destructive to our souls since they disempower us to believe that we are not the creator of our reality. And hopefully, by the end of this book, you will know exactly who is creating your reality. And just a little hint, you know this person and soul very well. I think, as an objective observer, the saddest part of the autopilot and denial phase is that it may take people many, many lifetimes to get out of it. The saddest part is that it isn't just a phase for most people. It's their life. Stepping out of the denial, you begin to step into the questioning phase of your awakening. That concludes the chapter, Autopilot and Denial. Now, it was a short chapter, and most of my chapters are pretty short and sweet, especially the beginning ones, until we move into the more complex topics. Let's just kind of mosey on into the next chapter, since we have some time. So the next chapter after the autopilot is, Who am I? Questioning everything. Fear, fear, and more fear. So let's begin. Who am I? One of the biggest questions humans have had since the dawning of humanity. If you haven't yet asked yourself this question, then you should probably put this book down right now. Kidding, kidding, you're here for a reason. The very beginning of the awakening starts with fundamental questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What is the purpose of life? Is there something more than this? The very process of waking up requires us to ask questions in order to free ourselves, or at least begin to free ourselves from the surface-level ignorance we have as humans. Usually, we get to this first stage of awakening through two different routes. Isn't route a funny word? I bet everyone pronounces it differently in their own head. <laughs> route 1, or Route 1, the blissful questioning stage. This is the stage when everything in our life is so blissfully fantastic that you become bored and complacent. For example, you could be 40 years old, have a beautiful family, a stable job, a loving relationship, and you begin to look around in your successful and abundant life and start to question things. So I have everything that society tells me I should have, and yet 
I'm still unsatisfied. I feel like there needs to be more, but I'm not sure what that more is. It's not a new car or a watch or a bigger house, more animals or kids. It's this inner push to look beyond this physical world. At a certain point, this physical world just simply isn't enough for us anymore. We long for a deeper and more meaningful connection to fulfillment. Unfortunately, because we have never been taught that there is something more called energy, consciousness, soul, vibration, we start to become restless and unhappy with the circumstances given to us. This creates the need and push for an awakening to begin. This is a much more graceful way to get pushed into the awakening. This is also a much more rare route of awakening. See below. So route two, to get you to a place where you're beginning to awaken. Route two is fearful questioning. This is the much more common route of awakening and simultaneously a much more difficult method of awakening. This awakening process begins with everything in your life collapsing. You begin to have those huge aha moments. Usually those moments consist of thoughts breaking your old programming, such as, I'm not actually as great a partner as I thought I was, or fuck, I'm actually not happy in my life, job, relationship, living situation, and so on. It comes through these shocking, startling moments when we begin to detach from the illusion of perception in which we have projected into our lives. Usually, that perception is a complete skew of old limiting belief patterns that we repeat in order to reaffirm a level of comfortability. When we refuse to change because we are scared, that fear tends to build to a point where we become extremely disconnected from our true selves. This root of awakening usually sucks. A lot. It's shocking, it's painful, it's emotional, but honestly, it will help you wake up faster than root one. When things are good and fluffy, there isn't this dramatic need to change in the immediate moment. Route two forces us through an unpleasant change, but at least the change happens almost immediately. The denial phase. This is a phase that most people encounter throughout their awakening process. In the beginning, middle, or end, we attempt to convince ourselves that everything is just okay. We don't really need to change. This feeling will just blow over. Newsflash, it doesn't. It actually gets worse the more you attempt to deny it. So good luck with this phase. I won't get too much into this because eventually you'll come out of the denial and into the change. Regardless of which route got you to wake up or even pick up this book, both directions will lead you to my next chapter, The Incubator. And let's continue. The Incubator. Goodbye, world. Whether you choose Route 1 or 2 to awaken, 
After questioning the very foundations of your reality, you literally want nothing to do with it. Once you begin to understand that you have been living in a projected illusion, you want to cut it all off. It's kind of like finding out what food is giving you that weird rash. You have to cut out all the other foods one by one to see what works for your body and what doesn't. When we wake up, we are hungry to find the truth of authentic happiness in our life. Up until that point, you have been convincing yourself that you were happy. Therefore, you are forced to cut off all aspects of your life to truly figure out what is adding value to you and what is not. Furthermore, in order to figure out your true happiness and fulfillment levels, you need to cut out everything and everyone out of your life. We, as humans, have so much distraction in our life that we have no idea what is serving us or what is triggering us. Within the beginning of this stage of awakening, we actually tend to lose copious amounts of trust within ourselves, thinking that we were actually really happy and then all of a sudden opening ourselves up to a world within a world that we didn't even know existed. It really leaves us wondering, what else don't I know? For example, we can blame the romantic relationship for our lack of happiness, and yet it was always just that shitty 9-to-5 job. You will never know which one it is until you let go of one or the other. Energies are constantly crossing over and confusing our current state of being. I don't believe that we need to meditate for five hours a day to figure this out, but we do need to stop overstimulating ourselves. When we are stuck in the autopilot mode of life, we create this deep internal restlessness. We are convincing ourselves that we are happy when we really aren't. If we don't know who we are, it's impossible to ever love ourselves and therefore impossible to truly be fulfilled, satisfied, and happy. When I say that we don't know who we are, I mean that we are just ignorant to the fact that we are both a physical body and a soul. This just simply furthers the unrest and disharmony within ourselves. This then creates a deep-rooted feeling of anxiety which could eventually lead to depression. And I'm going to leave it there. The next chapter is, Are You Feeling Anxious? And that's a pretty lengthy one because I go through many methods of clearing the anxiety, being aware of the anxiety, and grounding yourself when you are feeling anxious. So I loved the fact that I just read verbatim my first book and that gives me a little bit more confidence in the book and I think, I hope anyway, that you guys really enjoyed that. It's very easily digestible information, but I believe that once we hear this stuff again, put in a certain way, it allows us to neutralize the vibration that could have potentially held us back. So today was nothing new for you, but hopefully it gave you that little, that little validation that we all need 
along our journey. Keep up the good work, everyone. Keep up the high vibes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for posting about the podcast. I know a lot of you posted that the Expand podcast was one of your most binge-worthy or listened-to podcasts for 2020, and I, I really appreciate that. I love you all so much. I will see you on YouTube, and, uh, and hopefully you guys are all excited for the first book that I am going to release, and many more to come after that. Bye for now. Bye.